Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. What's up, everybody? Getting out there and enjoying the spring weather. I know some of you in the south have uh, experienced the spring already, but here in Minnesota, it's like a brand new feeling. Everybody's so happy, and then all this COVID nonsense kind of dampens your spirits. But people are getting out. They're fishing. Uh, the boat ramps are pretty full. And uh, so here is your weekend recap and rant. Oh, before I get to that, I almost forgot. Got to do uh, a little commercial here. TheBeardStruggle.com. If you are a bearded gentleman or you want to be a bearded gentleman, go check out their website. Uh, I can hook you up with a discount, 15%. Uh, just use FullScale15 at checkout. Um, so before, I had not tried any beard products. And so I signed up with this company um, as a way to help generate some income for the podcast, to keep the doors open and the lights on, all that good stuff. Um, so I wasn't quite sure. You know, if if you listen to the other, my other, uh, when I talk about the beard struggle, um, it's kind of vague because I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, it's a great product when I haven't used it yet. So uh, I got my packet in the mail last week and I've been using the stuff and I have to say, this is no bullshit. From the first time I used it, I was like, this stuff's pretty cool. Like I didn't, I didn't realize that I've never used beard product. Now, to be fair, I probably could have used, you know, <laughs> I don't know, anything. This is from Walmart or something, generic brand. And I probably would have been like, hey, this is crazy. It's like there's something in my beard now, which there is. Um, but with that said, you can just kind of tell by, you know, like the smell and the way it works. Like it's this is a good product. And I was actually quite surprised at how well it works. Like I just, you know, took a shower, dried my beard. I put the beard balm in there, rubbed it in there, followed all the directions. I think there's like beeswax and you got to warm it up in your hands and you put it on your beard. And, uh, like, right away, I was like, ooh, it's, like, taming up, and it's, like, kind of, like, what it should be. And then I use this beard elixir at night, and my beard doesn't dry out. And, like, the very next day, I was like, man, I'm, like, playing with my own beard. I'm like, it's, like, it's so soft and, and luscious and plush. Uh, um, yeah, anyways, it's good stuff, man. So if you've never used beard product before, 
check it out, man. Like, like, and if you have used product, I'd like, you know, do me a favor, buy just like a trial, get, get the smallest thing you can buy. And then let me know what you think about it. And, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. So anyways, get on there. The stuff's really cool. It's all kind of like Viking themed. Uh, so it's badass in that aspect. Um, yeah. So beardstruggle.com full scale 15 at checkout. Boom. Save you some bucks. So there we go. All right. Recap ramp. Boom. Uh, went fishing. <laughs> Shocker. Been fishing a lot actually. And going to cross the border to Wisconsin where the bass season is open. Uh, most of the time, that's what I've been doing. And uh, still a little bit on the struggle bus there. It seems like it, it every day it changes. Um, I was out there, what was it, Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. And uh, I just could not put a pattern together. I mean, I caught fish, but it was like one or two fish on every different presentation I tried. There was just like no set pattern. And the weird thing was I got back to the landing and actually ran into John Morales at the landing. He's like, hey, Dale, what's up? I look over like, oh, shit, it's John. Um, don't know who he is. He's been on the podcast before. He's a tournament angler. Cool dude. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we got to talking about what worked for him. And he's like, man, there was no pattern. He said the exact same thing that I said. And then lakes away, my buddy Joel, he was fishing, and he, he said the same thing. He collaborate, collaborated easy for you to say, um, the same thing, the lake that he was on. He's like, man, there is just no pattern. We caught him on all sorts of different stuff. So weird how, like, that day, like, it was just kind of like that. So weather-wise, a barometer or maybe, you know, because it was a really nice day, maybe the changing weather, the water warming up, had them kind of just, like, rapid-fire switching what they wanted to eat. I'm not sure. But anyways, it was, you know, I caught fish, so that, that part's good. But it's a lot more rewarding when you, like, put the puzzle together. I mean, I'm not complaining. I mean, I caught fish, but you know, it's just at the end of the day when you're like, yep, I figured him out and you're just, you know, slaying them left and right. That it feels good. So, um, anyways, that wasn't the case. So what did I do? Or was that Sunday? Oh, my days just meld together. Uh, no, that was Sunday. I went fishing. Um, pretty sure i went fishing on saturday too but that this event happened on sunday because then monday i went fishing again with joel and we fished like most of the day and we even went we went to that like same lake and didn't really find much again didn't really find much of a pattern um they were just kind of all over in fact i don't think i caught a bass on that lake that day i don't think i did joel cuts you know two casts into it like we start out, and I hit a pretty decent northern, and then he catches a couple bass. I'm like, all right, this is going to be pretty good. And then it was tough. So we went from there, and then we went, uh, decided that we would go crappie fishing, pan fishing um, closer to home. That was kind of the plan. We're like, well, we'll do this because we couldn't decide if we wanted to go pan fishing or bass fishing. Stay close, fish or pan fish, or go into Wisconsin and catch bass. And we kind of decided, well, why don't we just do both? And that's what we did. And that turned out to be super fun. Um we kind of knew where they're going to be already in this particular lake, and we went there, and they were there. And you know, for as basic as it is, man, it's a lot of fun when they're chomping, and they were chomping. And to my other point about when you put together the the pattern, how it's just kind of rewarding. Like you could have gone anywhere in there and probably caught some panfish, but we figured out like where 
the highest percentage of them was. And then we started to just key in on that. And for us, it was like up super tight to like if you had some cattails, because there'd be like different weeds and trees and stuff, and then weed patches out, and you would pick one or two off of there. But if you got, I mean, as as close to those cattails and the thicker those cattails were, the better. And then even with that, I think they were just using the shade because there were times where we'd be fishing a stretch, it looked perfect, but we weren't getting the bites. We're like, what happened to the bite? And then we noticed that the sun angle was like shining into um, the the cattails. And so the other places, it was either completely shaded or at least hitting it from the side. And so we kind of figured it was a shade thing. And sure enough, and we, you know, we started eliminating water. And yeah, by the end of the night, I mean, it was just like clockwork. And we just had a blast. Uh, kept enough for a meal for the wife and I. Uh, it was delicious. Some nice crappies, some nice bluegills. That was perfect. So if you haven't got out yet, I urge you to do that because it was a little cold and rainy today. But we're this upcoming weekend, it's supposed to be real nice, like three days in the 70s. And I'm actually going to – I've actually seen online there's some reports already of really small morel mushrooms in Minnesota. Now, this usually happens every year. Like some people have some really early, early, early spots. And I'm sure they're south-facing slopes. There's probably some other extenuating circumstances that make the soil warm up faster in that particular particular area because that's really, really early. And I, I read a report of somebody else that was in southern Minnesota, and they said they looked all day and didn't find anything. But the ramps are starting to come up. So this weekend, I'm going to go check out southern Minnesota. I'm going to stomp around. With three days of 70, I wouldn't be surprised that by the end of the week or the end of the weekend or early part of next week, we start seeing a few more of those morel mushroom reports. And the ramps are going to be going and so I'll also keep an eye out for oyster mushrooms and the dryads. But the dryads are usually, they come in a little bit later than the um, morels usually. Well, you can usually find them both at the same time, um, but they really kind of get going mm, a little bit after you start finding your first morels. But we'll see. It's kind of a kind of a weird spring this year, but, oh, man, I'm super jacked up for that. And then, of course, I'll keep my eye open for any fiddleheads that I might find. And while I'm already down there, I'm bringing the trout fish and stuff and uh, might just have to catch some trout. So if the outdoor gods are with me, I'll catch some trout, find some morels, find some ramps, and I can make myself a bomb-ass streamside meal, and it'll be fantastic. And, uh, of course, I'll I'll Snapchat all that. So if you're not following me on Snapchat yet, uh, find me, uh, Dale Luganbill on Snapchat. And then, of course, I'll post some pictures up on Instagram, and I'll probably write some sort of uh, report for the Facebook. If you're, you know, not following me on all those channels, what the hell is wrong with you? You totally should be doing that. Um, so there it is. There's your recap. Now for my rant, you know, it was I was looking all over for a subject I could talk about and really dive into, but unfortunately right now with this COVID-19 going on, there's like nothing else in the news. It's crazy. Like I can't like there's that's all anybody's talking about, even outdoor stuff. But because I suppose, you know, none of the major tournaments are going. There's just like it's like the world is on pause and it's so bizarre. So with that said, I'll just touch on some stuff that drives me crazy when I'm out on the water. One of them, and I have to say, I have been guilty of this when I was a lad, so 
Uh, I'm owning up to it. But the boat landing is not the place for you to work on your boat. Repeat after me. The boat landing is not the place to work on your boat. Now I get it. Sometimes it worked great the last time you went there and you go to landing. Now it's not starting. I mean, shit happens. But you can tell the ones that are like, this is the first time out. And they're, you know, just, it's not going. The other day when we launched, there was one boat, they were doing that on one side. And the other side, they he was full on, launched the boat, let it slide off the trailer, and then couldn't get it started. And he's just drifting, and he's like sideways. And we were trying to come off the lake. And, I mean, I had to kind of go around him to get on. I mean, we ended up getting our boat in there just fine and, and getting loaded up and out of there, but it's like, what in the heck? And then the other lake I went to when I went by myself, there was a guy there, and this was a one-stall landing, and there they are, just working on the boat, covers off, it's connected to the truck. They weren't, I'm like, what is going on? And I sat there for, I don't even know, five, ten minutes or something waiting, like, can't do anything about it, man. I mean, if you, and I get like you need to put it in the water to test out certain things if you don't have the earmuffs. Well, first of all, get the earmuffs, and then you can just hook it up to a garden hose and figure it out in your yard. I mean, that's where you should be doing this. But if you have to bring it to the lake to work on it, A, don't pick a popular lake. B, definitely do not pick the landing that only has one stall. Like, that's just super rude. Like, what in the hell? And, yeah, so that's pretty much my rant. I mean, it's kind of common courtesy. And then with that said, like, I have been guilty of that as a as a naive youth. Uh, however, the ones that were doing it were not uh, young. They may have been naive, but they weren't young. Um, but I want to temper that with, I don't mean, like, you should verbally assault these people or anything, it, it, or even talk to them at all. I mean, if anything, maybe help them out. You know, I mean, the faster they get going, the faster they're not in the way. So, you know, bite your tongue, just be polite. Um, I don't know how you're going to help them out and social distance at the same time. <laughs> well, that was fun. This isn't a rant, but speaking of the COVID-19, I was out fishing. There's this pontoon. The family's out fishing. There's, I think, three of them on the boat. And two of two of them, no mask. One of them, mask, which... Does that make any sense to anybody else? <laughs> like, uh, you're touching everything on that boat. Everybody's touching everything on that boat. You're close to each other. I don't really see what good the mask is doing. Anybody in that uh, scenario? It's kind of like uh, when I see people wearing a mask and driving a car and they're by themselves. That makes no sense to me. I get wearing a mask, and then they're like, it's a sign of respect. I get that. But if you're by yourself in a vehicle, uh, what? Like, uh, what? <laughs> and, yeah, so, or on a boat with a bunch of family members, like, that doesn't, you've already shared all the germs, so you might as well be comfortable. And, uh, yeah, well, that's all I got for a rant. I know it's not much, but you can help me out. If you guys have a subject you would like me to talk about, or delve into whether it's you uh, like a outdoor like sociological story or something that drives you nuts or something that's happening around the world game and fish wise you know like I've talked about the goat calls and the Grand Tetons and and uh, you know stuff like that it could be anything outdoors related um, if you're just curious as to what my take on it is or 
you just want to help me out because finding stories to talk about in this time when only thing on the news is COVID-19 is really irritating. So with that said, there you go, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. Uh, I truly appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And if you would, if you're interested, please go to thebeardedstruggle.com, buy some stuff, Full Scale 15 at checkout, save yourself 15%. Boom. There it is. There you have it. And there you are. Whatever you do, whatever your passion, follow it full scale. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.